0: Hello. On this episode, I'm talking to Shayna Rattler. Uh, she's a leading expert in corporate sponsorship and influencer marketing. Hello, Shayna. Thanks for joining me.
1: Hi. How is everybody doing today?
0: Oh, it's a, it's a tiring day in the UK. It's just coming to the end of it. So uh, I'm uh, I'm ready for a Friday night chill down for the weekend.
1: Yeah. Well, we're getting close. It's 10 o'clock in the morning on Friday oh. in Dallas, Texas. So we a little
0: bit behind you. Just started. You've got the whole day ahead of you. On your LinkedIn profile, it says uh, that you've mastered what it takes to gain and keep attention uh, of customers. Can you dive into a little bit of this? Tell, tell Tell us how that works.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, we live in an attention economy. We are inundated. With thousands and thousands of messages, particularly marketing messages every single day. So whether you are a small business owner of one or whether you are a corporation of, you know, a billion dollars of revenue, it's hard to get and keep the attention of customers today. Right. Like there's so much noise in the marketplace. Like, how do you stand out and gain new customers, keep the ones you have. And I have really, you know, spent some time trying to figure out, well, how do you do that? Well, the first thing is, is that you have to really be clear on what it is that your clients want. Don't don't just assume that you have what they want to need, like do the work that it takes to find out what they want to need. And then where are they and how do they want to consume content? I work with a lot of clients, especially big corporations that, you know, they, they tell me about the product or service that they want to sell. They tell me who they want to sell it to. And then when I look at where they're spending millions of dollars on advertising and marketing, that's not even where their customers are swimming if you will. And I just think that it's very important if you're going to be in business for the long haul, you have to spend a considerable amount of time figuring out what your audience wants. Where are they? Like when we were growing up, then our moms always told us, don't stand in the traffic, like get out of the way of traffic or you're going to be hit. Well in business it's just the opposite. You have to put yourself in the traffic so you can be hit, right? And so I, you know, I think that I've I've done a pretty good job of doing that in my own business and teaching my my clients of small and large the exact same thing of how do you how do you break through the noise in the marketplace?
0: It's interesting you say that. A lot of people I speak to, they just want to get new business, but they don't think yeah. about how to get new business. They they're screaming and shouting into the void. They're not they're not finding the customers and putting themselves in front of them really. And it's amazing that they'll go to any lengths to do anything else apart from find out who their customers are and go meet them where they are. It's amazing. Is there a particular approach that works quite well in terms of doing that?
1: Well, I will also say to your point that even if they are doing it, they're not spending enough time doing it. You know, when I have a new business owners that are coming to me, I say, why are we spending so much time and resources on building our products building our programs, you know, and then you have nobody to sell to. So when you're off of the runway and you're off to the races, now no one knows that you exist. So when you wanna think about methods, it really just depends on who it is that you're you're selling to. Like, let's just take social media. It's 2019, you can't get away from social media. If you think you can, you can't. So you have to ask yourself like, you know, what is the age group of my audience and where are they when it comes to social media? My son is 22 years old. He's not on Facebook. He only lives on Snapchat and Instagram. Those of us who are 40 and older, we're very seldom on Snapchat or Instagram. We may be on Instagram a little bit, even if we understand it, but we're on Facebook. You have to really take the time to find out where is your audience? Are they online at all? More than likely they are, but those are just some of the questions. And so when it comes to methods, there's not a cookie cutter answer because it's different Mm. for every single demographic.
0: Yeah, that's true. Sometimes Shane, I wish I could be off social media. It's, (laughs) It's sometimes a bit too hectic You want to cut yourself out. But you're absolutely right. I think you've got to really isolate where what your audience are into, uh, particularly on social media, and make sure you're in the right place, talking the right language. Because it's so often you see people not only shouting into the void, but they're shouting about things that appeal to them, not what appeals to their audience.
1: Right. And the marketing medium that you choose doesn't even make sense for your product or service. You know, like when I am scrolling through, you know, Facebook, there's just certain things that I'm not even wanting to see or wanting to yeah. look for. Yeah. So, you know, if you put toilet paper in front of me when I'm on Facebook, I'm probably not even going to pay attention to it. You know, if it's an ad, I'm going to scroll past it. If you're doing a video talking about it, I'm probably not going to stop because that's not what I spend my time on Facebook for. So, you know, I think oftentimes in business, we're should it on, like you should do this, you should do that well, you have to ask yourself, is that should, does it even make sense for my business or my product or service? Because it may not.
0: Just before we go on, I think it's always interesting for people to really understand a little bit of background to business owners, because often people will see people doing well, and they'll assume that's something magic. That's something that they've done, which happens overnight. Do you mind just sharing a little bit of your background and just how you got to where you are?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, I'm actually a physical therapist by trade. I went to physical therapy school. I graduated. And um, when I got out of school, like all these contracts were coming to me. Like, we need your help over here. We need your help over there. And I'm like, well, obviously there's only one of me. So there's Mm -hmm. only so many contracts I can fulfill. And so they were like, well, just get the contracts and you do the evals and get other therapists to do the treatments. And, And so long story short, without going into all the boring details, Within three, like probably four to six months after graduating from physical therapy school, I had a healthcare staffing agency. Within 90 days of opening it, I had 23 therapists that worked for me. And so overnight I was a business owner, you know, I had to figure it out. And so people were coming to me. They're like, you're 28 years old. You've got a big house. You've got a fancy car. You're running a business. Like what does it take to start and grow a business? So I was coaching people before I even knew what coaching was. I sold my staffing agency, sold my mom along with it. I like to jokingly say, cause she was my <laughs> office manager. When I sold the company, she went along with it. So I jokingly say I sold my mom and I went into business coaching full time, but the contracts were not falling into my lap like they were in healthcare. Like I thought business. This was going to be a cakewalk because that had been my experience. So in 2011 is when I sold my staffing agency. I started coaching full time. And by 2012, I was filing bankruptcy because I knew that I was good at what I did. But people were like, oh, I would love to work with you, but I just don't have the money to do so. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately, when you're selling to other small business owners or individual consumers, many of them either don't value investing in themselves or they don't have the money to do so. So here I was great at what I did. And here I am in the in the foreclosure line filing bankruptcy so that I don't have to foreclose on my home. But failure was not an option. Being an entrepreneur was not an option. So here I am in my attorney's office holding on to the end of my rope, like what in the world am I going to do? And so I thought to myself, well, if you can teach others how to be effective, efficient, productive, all these things that you're doing for business owners, why don't you just do that for corporations? Because they do value investing in their people and they do have the money to pay you. So that's how I got into the world of contracting and corporate sponsorship. And when I saw what getting those big checks from the big boys can do to your bottom line, I have not turned back. I, I don't work with, small. well, I do work with small business owners, but I'm teaching them how to get corporate checks. Checks, which is what we're going to, you know, talk about today. So I I just, failure not an option for me and I knew that I was kick ass at what I did. I was just selling the wrong thing to the wrong people.
0: To the wrong people, (laughs) that's a great insight point. How how did you bridge that gap?
1: Well, it took me 18 to 24 months of skinning my knees and wasting a lot of time and wasting a lot of money to figure out how do you get your foot in the door with corporation? how do you get them to work with you versus the vendor that they've always worked worked through before. And i read Mm -hmm. everything I could possibly read. I scheduled coffee with as many people in corporations that were responsible for contracts. I went to conferences where small business owners were there because they were getting corporate contracts. And I just learned everything that I could because it was a new world. A lot of what I realized is that the same things that we learn in sales and marketing as a small business owner is transferable to corporations right. with the one exception of the fact that when corporation so they call that b2b business to business it's all built on relationships very yeah. seldom is a corporation going online and uh, you know searching for the next trainer so searching for the next consultant 85 percent of their sales comes from corporate you know comes from relationships and so I really had to figure out how do I put on relationships and you what you know what I want to learn know what I learned you had to put on pants and get out from behind your computer what like you mean I can't just build this online I can't just have an opt-in. I can't just have a podcast. No, dude, you've got to put on pants and get out from behind your computer and build relationships. I'm sorry. Yeah, you just, you
0: did the hard work.
1: I became a sponge and I realized you got to put on pants and get out from behind your computer. Yeah. And that's not what we're accustomed to as small business owners.
0: Yeah, it's, it's so, so often people just expect it to land on them. They say, why isn't it happening? Why aren't people finding my website? Well, sometimes you just yeah. have to get out there to, to meet them. <laughs> that's what we think. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. So just in the intro, I mentioned that you, you're sort of really focused and you're an expert on corporate sponsorship and influencer marketing. I mean, I'm fascinated by this. And I think it's an area that a lot of people don't understand how it works, you know, what, how people become influencers and how that can benefit big, big companies. But could you give us an insight into what you mean by corporate sponsorship, just just to set the scene?
1: Absolutely. So to set the stage, I want to just talk about why is this even important for a small business owner for two reasons. One, the average small business owner is self-funding everything that they're doing in their business. Or worse, we're not doing everything that we would like to do in our business because we don't have the cash flow to support it. The other thing that I know about small business owners is that we're constantly creating new stuff, right? Like we're always in launch mode. It's always about the next launch. It's always about the next product, the next event. Create, create, create. Well, corporate sponsorship is the best form of leverage that's out there for small business owners because it's money for what you've already created. So now not only can you get a larger check than what you're probably getting from your clients that you have now, but you're getting paid for what it is that you're already doing in your business. So now you can actually leverage your efforts and get off this perpetual launch wheel. So let's talk Hmm. about what is a corporate sponsor? So basically we talked about, we are in an attention economy. So even if you are Apple. I think everybody across the world knows who Apple is. They're still struggling to get the attention of potential consumers. So Apple sells what? They sell electronics. Let's just pick computers, right? And small business owners have to have computers to run their business. So Ben, if your audience is small business owners, Apple is gonna go, huh? Well, instead of me spending millions of dollars on commercials and nobody's gonna watch my commercial unless it's the Super Bowl, like why don't I just partner with Ben? Like why don't I just, you know, what are all the different things that Ben is doing for his audience? And I'm totally gonna make this up. But let's just say Ben has a podcast, Ben has a mastermind, and Ben has a Facebook group. So if Ben can say, look, Apple, here's the three ways that I'm in front of small business owners all year long. If I give you access and visibility to these small business owners and you're providing valuable content in all of these different things that I'm doing, I already have the attention of my audience. They're already taking action with me. So if I give you access and exposure to my audience, guess what they're going to do? They're probably going to take action with you, which means buy your computers. That's all influencer marketing and corporate sponsorship is.
0: If you found this podcast interesting, then you might like my marketing club. You can join for free to receive regular tips and advice so you can become more effective in marketing your business. Pro members get access to my live webinars every single month, along with all the previous webinars I've done. It's about two years worth now. There's even a podcast version that you can listen to while you walk the dog. You can find out more by visiting ratherinventive.com/club. That's ratherinventive.com/club. Bye for now.